I'm your host, Mikey Ryan, live from the Hive, joined by my boy, Tommy V, from the land of Disney. Tommy, what's going on, dude? Not much, man. Just been uh, playing a lot of words with friends, getting my Scrabble on. Uh, it's really uh, really all there is to it right now. You just got to find things to occupy your time, and I've just been beating up fools in Scrabble. <laughs> With what, like words with friends? Is that still a thing? Yeah, this is like pretty much words with friends. It's called words with friends two. I don't know how it's different from words with friends one, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing to occupy my time in between, uh, you know, listening to some records and, you know, watching some TV, but uh, keeps my brain sharp. All right. Yeah. Danber tried to get me hooked back into that and I just, t- I shut him down. I said, I don't, know do it. Ma- I don't know many words to begin with, so we don't need to broadcast. You know, the funny, the funny thing about now, nah, the funny thing about Scrabble is it's like not it's not really about like knowing words. It's about being strategic and like making sure you get all of like the bonuses on the board, because like most of the times, like the words that get you like the most points aren't like words you would think. They're all like these weird two and three letter words. And like you just join them with other words and like that's really what it's about. I mean, like the more you play, like the more you realize, like you don't even have to have a good vocabulary. As long as you can like hit all the bonuses, like you'll end up beating fools. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Dude. I'm saying, man, I don't, I don't know. I think you should, uh, I think you should give it a shot. So anyway, I was <laughs> working from home today and I looked over on my counter and I realized that there was like six bananas that were about to go bad. Okay. And I don't know, something about this coronavirus has made me a very resourceful human being where <laughs> I was just like, I'm not letting these bananas go to waste and just whipped up a banana bread in like one, two, three. And I must there tell you, you my house smells so freaking good right now. Yeah, it's it's a bummer because like um, Amanda hates bananas. Like she really, really hates bananas. Like like she like literally can't like can't stand them. Like she'll go as far like to tell people that like she's allergic to them she's not really but like i don't know what it is maybe it's the smell the texture i mean i love bananas but like she would never make a banana bread which is kind of bummer but i did want to go out today uh you know we have like a Publix that's like a half a mile walk from where i live um we're thinking about like just taking a walk and getting some like bread making material you know getting like bread flour and yeast and whatever and trying to take a crack at it i had another buddy who was posting pictures he made like a really nice looking focaccia and i was like yeah i want to want to get down on this at least you know give me something else to do uh but um you know like ever since like i started watching the british baking show like i kind of figured like i could be a baker but like i definitely can't but i don't know man maybe maybe you gotta gotta you know work on your british accent and, and try to get on that show in september i've actually never watched an episode of that show so really really yeah so i, I guess I mean, they they discriminate against Americans only only strictly British. No, not really. I mean, they, they just like do the show in 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 Great Britain. So they just have like all like people from like Britain. They got some people from like they had Scotland and Wales and Ireland and all over the place. But it's a cool show. I mean, if you like cooking shows, you'd uh, you'd probably dig it. Um, and that's you know like just all like it's literally all baking. You know whether it's like 
breads or cookies or pies or cakes. It's all different stuff. They theme the episodes. Uh, it's all on Netflix, man. You should give it a give it a, a watch because it's uh, I don't know. It's pretty cool, man. I don't know if, if, if any of you guys out there that are listening to this podcast. I mean, you, you definitely didn't tune into this podcast to, you know, talk about baking or bread. But, you know, if you like bread and if you like baking, uh, you should definitely go watch the Great British Baking Show. Maybe one day we can get Paul Hollywood to come on our show and uh, just talk about bread instead of hockey and music. I do not like that idea. <laughs> As we are doing this quick little intro, I decided to do Facebook Live. I mean, uh, Instagram Live. And people probably only heard half the conversation, so they had probably no idea why I'm talking about bread and whatnot. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we got to try it next time where you also do Instagram Live and we could do a completely live showing of us recording our episodes yeah when i maybe when i get like a haircut and don't look like an actual like ball of shit maybe i'll I'll do that dude speaking of that i've actually never like gave myself a buzz cut in my whole entire life like Mm -hmm. never once and i feel like this would be the perfect opportunity to do it the only thing is i'm scared of is I feel like if I buzz my hair down, it might just never grow back in as thick as as it once was. See, that's the thing with me. Like I like I've been buzzing my head since I'm like, I don't know, probably like 12 or 13. Uh, But like when my hair does grow out, it just looks so bad because it grows out like a chia pet. Like it grows like like out and like it doesn't like fall or it doesn't like comb down and it just shows off like how bad I'm balding. It's just it's not a good look. I think I still might try it because you mentioned how you need a haircut. I need a haircut even worse. Like I can pull off the craziest 2003 emo swoop hair right now. Yeah. Like that's how long my hair is. It's incredible. I, I started going to like a fancy barbershop. That's like 40 bucks for a haircut. And I oh, just, wow. instead of going, you know, every couple of weeks, like I used to, I've cut myself off and only let myself go once a month. Oh, wow. Okay. So now like it's going on almost two months without getting a haircut. And yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat, man. I usually go like once every three weeks and it's probably been like at this point, like six weeks. So it's, it's, it's getting, it's getting pretty crazy. But I mean, you know, if that's the, the worst of, of our, our worries right now, we're, we're in, we're, we're in a good place. You know, we just have fertile hair. <laughs> touche so uh yeah so so on that note um you know we uh we're really really fortunate to have uh, such a cool guest on with us uh we've got uh jake uh, he's the vocalist from the band august burns red uh if you're not familiar with august burns red um how do i describe them i mean i guess a lot of people call them like a, a metalcore band um but uh you know they're uh loud and aggressive uh you know very uh very technical um, great band. They've been around, gosh, since probably, uh, 2002, 2003. Um, they're, um, you know, they're really, really prolific. Um, you know, when we, we talk with Jake, we'll touch on some of the cool things that have, uh, happened, uh, you know, with their band through, throughout, uh, throughout their kind of existence, but, you know, they've, uh, done everything from, you know, playing all over the world. They've played war tour, they played festivals, you know, uh, across the pond, headline crazy tours. Uh, we'll talk about all of that with them, but um, 
you know, we're super, super stoked to have uh, Jake on. I hope you enjoy our interview that we have coming up with him. Uh, anything you want to add, Mikey? I think it's cool that we're going to be talking with someone who's been nominated for two Grammys. Like that just is. Yeah, right. That's something where like your your parents might be like, oh, why are you in a band? Like, why are you going down that path? And once you say, well, I've been nominated for two Grammys, like they just kind of got to accept it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, so, I totally agree with that. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to talk to him a little bit about that and how that process works, because like, man, I have no idea. Like, you know, when you get nominated for a Grammy, does like someone from like the Grammys just call you and be like, hey, man, you we're nominating you. Like, I, I just like I'm so excited to kind of learn a little bit about that process. Hell yeah, man. So let's go right to it. So here's our interview with Jake from August Burns Red. Enjoy. Our boy Jake from August Burns Red. Jake, man, big week for you boys, eh? Yeah, man, we're we're really uh, looking forward to Friday, the release of our ninth album called Guardians. Uh, it's been really exciting, um, and we're we're pumped. We hope that our fans are gonna are gonna enjoy this one. Well, the first few tracks are bangers, man. I must say, like Thanks, I, I've man. been making banana bet bread at like uh, the fastest pace ever just throwing that shit on man i'm like just amped up yeah it's cool yeah yeah we're excited i mean people seem to really enjoy um the singles thus far and so we're kind of you know just looking forward to you know the release on friday and seeing what everybody thinks i mean the overall album's pretty aggressive and hard-hitting so I think a lot of our our fans who really enjoyed Messengers and, and Constellations are gonna are, are definitely gonna like this one. Sweet, um, yeah. And actually, just just to touch on the you know the record that's that's coming out this Friday. I mean, um, you know, so you know, nine albums for you. I mean, it's just like a a crazy career for you guys. But uh, obviously, this is really the first record you're gonna be dropping in 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 a situation that's anything like what we got going on. Um, so, like, what has like what has this experience been like? You know, having having kind of like a you know, uh, touring and, and like promotion, all that stuff in the traditional sense that you kind of got to put on hold with what's going on with this pandemic. So like, how has that kind of changed your approach to promoting this record and things like that? Right. Yeah. So, th- I mean, this whole like coronavirus thing, uh, obviously is, is really difficult for, for everyone. Uh, yeah. we, we were supposed to be on tour with the band called Kill Switch Engage, who's, mm-hmm. uh, relatively heavy hitters up in, you know, on my side of the street. And like, we were on tour with them and we only made three shows. And so they got postponed. The shows got canceled and then or postponed and they had to be rescheduled, uh, which we don't have any actual 
concrete dates to um, publicize right now, but like yeah, sure. it was a huge uh, bummer because you know you got to think about it. Just initially, like everybody's been waiting for this tour. This this tour we're gonna release our record on. You know, there's a lot of like buzz around this, and then all of a sudden everything drops dead. It's like all at once. It's like oh my gosh, like yeah. what are we gonna do? Where are we gonna go? Like mm. the the worst part I think for me was uh you know knowing that our crew's not really going to be on the road i mean those guys you know that's how they make their living is i mean that's how we all make our living right is touring you know so like you know i kind of i mean but more so i'm concerned about the the crew because i mean those are our guys you know that's our family and um want to make sure that we're putting food on their plates but um you know and and we thought about, about like postponing the record and say, now ah, let's let's push it back, you know, and then, you know, when we can go back on the road, we'll we'll put it out. But then we thought to ourselves, man, like a lot of the overall uh, lyrical content for this record mm-hmm. um, really has to do with building community and uni- unifying and, sure. um, you know, not judging each other, but helping each other lift each other up. And so, like, we kind of thought, man, if we if we postpone the release of this record, it's going to be like a disservice to our fans who are currently going through probably one of the most stressful anxiety traumatic experiences they're going to have in their lives and so like we kind of want our we kind of want the album to be there to support our fans through it you know so um that's why we're going to continue to release it and as far as like rollouts and promotional stuff i mean there not not much has really changed i think we've added some things to it like for example this friday um I, i have a nonprofit called heart support and so uh, i'm going to be doing a listening party at 1 p.m eastern on friday the day of the release of the album with whoever wants to come in and so like that that wasn't really going to happen yeah i'm excited about it um just being able to share about the lyrical content the writing process you know q a um but like you know that wouldn't have happened um you know i'm doing a fitness body weight workout program like video series with fearless and uh we're gonna have some abr music um in the back of that so like that wouldn't have happened so i guess in reality as far as the rollout's concerned more things have been added than taken away uh with with the exception of obviously the tour being canceled so um it's a bummer i mean you know but at the same time like i would feel personally i would feel awful if people were coming to our shows and getting the coronavirus you know and yeah, spreading it to their families their grandparents sure. whomever sure. um we want to see this thing dead and and six yeah. feet in the ground you know we don't want to yeah. we don't want to spread it so uh it's it's understood you know and and completely we'll just do the best we can to to interact with our fan base until then like this podcast i mean you know is going to be great for um you know for fans to listen in on and, and get a little insight on some hockey talk and sure and and everything else you know Absolutely. And I think that that ethos is so important that, you know, like there are a lot of people who are right now who are, you know, self-quarantining and a lot of people who are doing the right thing and and staying home and trying to, uh, you know, flatten that curve. And, you know, for those people and especially for fans of, of, you know, heavy music and for fans of of August Burns Red, I mean, the fact that this record is coming out on Friday is going to be a huge thing. I mean, you know, a lot of people I'm sure are super stoked for this. I mean, they're going to you know, listen to this until their ears bleed. And the nice thing is, you know, they have the opportunity to really get into it and understand and feel all the nuances of it. So I think it's an awesome thing. 
that uh, that you know you guys are still coming through with it and, and putting it out on Friday. It's just you know like I, when you you're looking at like kind of like some of the music that has come out like the past couple of weeks, and it just is um it's just such a an interesting thing just to see like how music is just kind of like materializing out of nowhere because a lot of people are uh, really not focusing on you know things like you know uh, promoting your band you know everyone is focused on the same thing which is just making sure that we all stay healthy and stay safe so it's kind of a little bonus when you know you, you pop on you know your your spotify or, or your apple music on friday and all of a sudden boom you know new new record you're like holy crap you mean like you know i get i get to listen to this so uh I, I think it's it's really awesome, and I know you had said, um, you know, obviously super bummed that you know you guys had to postpone everything with Kill Switch, which I think would have been, uh, you know, such such an awesome tour for you guys. But um, you know, I know coming up in September, you guys are are slated to, you know, as of right now, still slated to play um, uh, Furnace Fest in, in Birmingham, and we've uh, actually had a couple of guys on the pod that we've talked to, uh, Dusty from Beloved. Uh, we spoke to him; he was on a couple of uh, episodes ago. We talked to him about it, so. Um, just to get your perspective on it, how are you guys approached to be a, a part of that that festival? And uh, are there any bands that you you're excited to kind of you know see that you haven't had the opportunity to see or reconnect with uh, uh, you know with that kind of crazy lineup that they got going on? Yeah, um, well, that's cool. Uh, what, what what Dusty said, uh, beloved. Wh- who's he a fan of? The Hurricanes? No, he's uh, actually a Flyers fan. Yeah, he's, he's a, a flyers fan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> um, I was just curious. Um, yeah, I mean, Furnace Fest. So, Heart Support, my nonprofit, is actually the main sponsor of, of Furnace Fest. So, oh, my, awesome. my, yeah, my team's going to be down there. And it's basically um, just real quick to clarify what it is. Is sure. It, it's an online community that helps engage people about mental health. So it could be like, you know, we we try to uplift people, encourage them, and help them find their unique paths of healing uh for like addiction you know if they've been abused or depression you know things that that people don't really care to talk a lot about but um that if you can find healing for these things can really improve your life and the people around you so we we we're going to bring our team down to furnace fest and just like help cultivate and shift the environment to be more of a positive place and and just encourage people to share and open up and seek healing for whatever they're dealing with so um so we're a main sponsor for that festival, which is cool. Um, and uh, so I'll be helping run that. But but I'm really excited to see um, Stretch Armstrong. Those guys are are friends of mine, especially the singer. He he basically like raised me as a frontman because um, I'm I'm originally from Columbia, South Carolina. So like mm-hmm. know that guy really well. Um, you know, beloved. I my old one of my old bands opened up for them a couple times in south carolina so that's kind of cool i'm really good friends with uh joe their drummer he's a great guy um i mean you know to be honest with you a lot of these bands that are going to be a furnace fest like they're they're a lot of the the guys who kind of started like pioneering this whole american metalcore Mm -hmm. genre so it's like it's kind of an honor to share the stage with these boys and like you know let them know like you know this is where we came from was was a lot of their you know influence and um a lot of those guys you know i look up to and and you know tip my hat to uh so it'll be a it'll be a cool unique festival i think it's also really great for like the young kids the the younger um you know listeners to go to this festival and and kind of see where this is all coming from you know like absolutely 
um, you know, to, to kind of recognize the history behind it. Cause there's a big jump between August Burns Red and, and Metallica, you know, and mm -hmm. like, so they kind of need to see like what those, what, what was it? The, I guess the trans, um, transformation and, and yeah, the progression, sure. you know what I mean? Um, so I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited about that festival. Hopefully it's still a thing, uh, in September, but you know, it's kind yeah. of a day to day type of deal right now. Of course. Of course. Now you mentioned your, uh, your, um, uh, project heart support with, uh, Robin Leonard coming out last year. Have you guys tried to reach out to him to see if he would be, you know, willing to collaborate with you guys? Because I feel like that's joining two of your worlds together because of, you know, what he came out and, uh, voiced to the public about his addiction. Yeah. Um, I did try to reach out to him, but I couldn't find any, like, real solid contacts like to like his agent or anything um i did try to hit him up um i tried to slide in his dms but i didn't hear anything back <laughs> so uh which is totally okay i mean I, I know that you know everybody's really busy i also um did invite smith um um what's his first name is it uh from which team uh, uh smith he was with dallas before that he was with he has like his own like mental health um story that 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 the nhl was promoting and pushing um i'm almost certain his last name was smith he was with the dallas stars he was with the bruins for a quick minute he kind of got shifted around a little bit might have been a leaf um anyways he had he was promoting something with um with mental health so i tried to reach out to him too but you know again it's 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 tough sometimes you know guys are, are busy and, and i understand that but um but yeah, we've we've done a lot of collaborations though. We've got you know Paul Butler, who's a third, I think he's third or second string now with the Detroit Lions. We got Trevor Williams, who's a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. We've got um, you know we've got some some actors and athletes that we're we're working with and stuff. So it's kind of cool to see heart support expanding outside the metal scene and more into like all these other different paths of living and. Uh, so we're just super thankful for any collaboration and partnership that we get our way, you know? Yeah. I'll see if I have any context that I could possibly put, you know, you and Robin in contact with each other. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, even if he doesn't have the time or, or whatnot, it's totally, you know, it's totally cool, but we definitely appreciate it for sure. Uh, Jem, uh, Jamel Smith, I think. Jamel Smith. Uh, that's right. Jamel. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, you know, it's funny cause he's um, he's actually right now he's on, uh, technically, I mean, he's on the Lightning, but he's he's playing for for the Crunch actually. Oh, in Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. So they, yeah. So uh, that that goes full circle because uh, who was it on the on the Crunch that you always used to follow, Mike? Was it Morasty? Was that him? Oh yeah, Nasty Morasty. We had him Nasty on the podcast. Nasty Morasty, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. So you you mentioned how you uh, were raised in Columbia, South Carolina. How did you link up with the boys in August Burns Red? So I was in a band um, in Columbia. I, I think I'd started probably like five bands by the time I was 20. I started when I was 16. And um, my buddy showed me their record, Thrill Seeker, that was released in 2006. And I remember listening to that album and just being like, oh, my gosh, man, like this is this is it. Like this is the kind of band that I want to be in, you know? Um, and, and my band had just broken up like maybe four or five months prior to that. And, uh, and then once I listened to the record, 
maybe three weeks or a month later, it went by. My buddy John gave me a call and was like, yo, they're looking for a front man. Like they just got off tour and their front man just, just quit. You should, you know, try out. And I'm like, bro, there's no way. I mean, I live in South Carolina. They're in Pennsylvania. Like this isn't going to happen. He said, just, just send him something. Like I'll get their contact info and you send him something. So I actually hit them up on MySpace and linked them to some of my old recordings from my old band, She Walks in Beauty. And probably a week later, I was painting, painting a house and um, they called me, Brent called me, the guitarist, and he said, hey, uh, we, we want you to come to Pennsylvania and try out. And it was Friday. I remember that. And I, and I was like, okay, when do you want me to come? Like next Thursday, next Friday, you know, over the weekend sometime. And they're like, yeah, just come Monday. Um, and I was like, this like upcoming Monday. He's like, yeah. I said, well, what happens if you don't like what, you know, how I sound or, you know, if I'm not the guy, they said, oh, we'll just tell you to go home. I was like, okay. So I hang up the phone. I, I walk inside this house and I talk to my boss and I said, look, man, I got to go. I'm sorry, I gotta leave you hanging here, but like, I gotta pack my stuff and head to Pennsylvania to travel for this band. So I drove up there in my 1989 Honda Civic hatchback. I got there and I was like, all right, like, do you guys wanna grab lunch? Like, kind of break the ice type of thing? And they're like, nah, like, we'll just go ahead and start this now. So I ripped a couple songs with them. I blew it. I thought I blew it. Uh, Cause I couldn't, I couldn't. There's a song called Your Little Suburbias and Ruins, and it's really, there's a lot of off-time signature stuff, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't super familiar with off-time signatures when I was that age and and at that point. Sure. But, um, so, and and all the, you know, I mean, my guts are, like, coming out of my, you know what I mean? They're, like, coming up, and I'm just, like, I'm I'm so nervous. And that time, and, um, but then they said, you know, we really like the sound of your scream. Tomorrow we're going to ask you to go in the studio and you got to record your little suburbia vocals over the tracks. It's <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah, right. now you're going to put me in the studio and you want me to be recorded? Like, this is horrifying. So <laughs> the next day I, I went in there and I, you know, kind of botched that too. But they ended up taking me on tour for six months. And then at, at the end of that, they said, man, we'd be you know, we'd be foolish not to take you. So, um, yeah. So here I am. Good Super stuff. cool, man. So That's... I'm guessing you spent a lot of nights at, uh, what is that? New Brooklyn Cavern in Columbia. Um, yes, I definitely spent a lot of nights in New Brooklyn Tavern. Um, uh, that was kind of like my, my spot for sure. I mean, that's where all the, like the hardcore metal bands would go. Cause it, at that time, you know, Columbia didn't really have like a big venue. We had another place called uh, Uncle Doctors, uh, but that was a hole in the wall. Well, they're both holes in the wall, but uh, <laughs> that one was worse. <laughs> um, and yeah, like New Brooklyn Tavern, the, the staff like was kind of like my my second family. So it was good. I only bring it up because I was just there uh, in November. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. So. Oh, cool. I, okay. I took drive to see uh, that bag. Keep flying. And it was- oh, I'm not familiar, but um, but I've played the music farm quite a few times in the past. Oh, in, in Charlotte, in sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 whole area is pretty cool. You know, there's a few different size venues and whatnot. Yep, yep, yeah. It's a cool spot. Yeah, New Brooklyn Tavern. 
it's got a lot of good memories um you know but it's a it's relatively small so it's it's i'm not sure if we're going to be going back there anytime soon <laughs> so um so I, I guess the question is so you know growing up in in south carolina right uh mm. h- how do we how do we become a bruins fan like wh- where how does that come about? So yeah, my buddy, uh, who I consider my brother's name's Isaac. He basically taught me, um, the rules of hockey and introduced the game to me and, uh, said that, you know, because of that, I had to be a Bruins fan. Cause I mean, I didn't know who to root for. Uh, I certainly wasn't going to be a hurricane fan. Um, so, you know, he, he kind of got me into the, the Boston Bruins. And then I ended up living in, um, Connecticut for a little while, probably about four or five years. And, you know, they're, they're pretty heavily Boston. Um, so it was kind of just a good fit for me. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, cause it's kind of funny. Cause you know, we, um, we've talked to like a lot of different artists and musicians on the pod over time. And, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of are, uh, you know, are grew up in a certain area and they're transplants and either they develop a, a love for hockey when they move or they still have that love for hockey. Um, and, uh, you know, so it, it's super cool to hear how you became a, a Bruins fan. So uh, one of the things we do is we have a couple of questions that we ask every artist that's uh, on the podcast. So um, for you, uh, do you remember, you know, even when you were younger or whenever, do you remember the first jersey uh, that you ever got, like the first jersey you ever had? Oh, boy. Um, well. The first when I first got a jersey, the first Boston jersey I got was an Aginla jersey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I I loved I loved Iggy. Uh, I think that was like maybe that was that was actually not that long ago. Uh, that was maybe uh, twenty twelve. Maybe I'm trying to think of when he when he played for Boston. Um. But yeah, I got it. I got an Iggy jersey, and uh, that guy. I mean, he was awesome with the Flames. He's, you know, he was great with, with the Bruins. And it was kind of mm-hmm. like still when, you know, when there were still like a lot of enforcers and stuff. And dude, he, he his hands were were awesome, man. Like, I actually got a, um, I got a couple photos signed by some of my favorite Bruins, and he's actually one of them right here. I'll, I'll show it to you guys since I'm on the screen. But sweet, uh, just. <laughs> putting it on you know what i mean Dude, um, it, it, it's so funny man you, if, if you guys can see this photo it's just like a gimlo just about to like crack someone in the skull and it's just <laughs> signed in the bottom right hand corner it's incredible yeah, man. so i'm kind of i'm kind of into like i'm a little bit of a of a collector uh sure let me show you let me show you boys one more because awesome this is uh this is another another favorite of mine and this is uh this is Thor- thornton sean thornton <laughs> and that's him putting his hands on them. Love it. Yeah. Dude, that's incredible, man. Yeah. Um but that was my first that was my first jersey and now I've got uh let's see here. I got uh my buddy just gave me this this McAvoy jersey. Sweet. Yep. Um I'm kind of uh I'm buddies with uh Kevin Miller, so I got a Kevin Miller jersey and he signed that one for me. Uh <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the support. Love ABR. Um, I got a, uh, a hockey stick with, uh, Bobby Orr, Esposito, Oates, uh, Chara, 
um, bunch of the boys. Bork. Yeah, that's great. Pretty yeah, bad. yeah, it's a pretty sweet, pretty sweet stick. I got, of course, I. It took me a long time to forgive Marchand for all the slew footing and the craziness, but yeah, uh, it was le- it was legitimately like a spiritual thing for me. Like it took me seriously like months and months to like, be like, okay, I got to love this dude. Cause he's a team. He's on the team. Yeah. But, um, he's great off the ice. It's just, yeah. sometimes he gets a little crazy. No, uh, this is, this is the, uh, 2019 team, uh, whole team signed this Jersey. Sweet. And then, uh, I got a, a fan gave me this one. It's got the August Burns red U on it. Flaming U in the center. Oh, that's, that's dope. dope. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, and then I got this, uh, Boston Bruins sign. It's got just a bunch of, of players on it. My buddy, um, Steve Capaferi got that for me. And then, um, the great one, I got a signed, uh, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky 99 Jersey here. And on the, on the C on the other side of this Jersey's, um, Connor McDavid. Oh, so that's wow. kind of my, kind of my baby, but, that's uh, awesome. yeah, man, it's pretty, pretty cool. I got, um, so I have a lot of jerseys now, but cool. <laughs> so now that we're on the like... topic of jerseys, how did you uh, end up doing that collaboration with Violent Gentlemen, the August Burns red jersey they did? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, actually, <clears throat> um, I think I told my guitarist JB because he's kind of like the business guy um, in the band. He runs a lot of that, like collaboration and partnerships and stuff. So. I said to him, I said, look, man, what, I think it'd be really cool if we did like a custom August Burns Red um, hockey jersey. And I was like, you know, the gentleman, you know, I think is a, is a perfect fit. So I think he actually reached out to them and we did like a limited run. Um, if you guys want to do like a, a contest giveaway, I actually have an extra large left um, and I could ship it to you guys. And then, you know, for your listeners or whatever, we could do like a, you could do like a, you know, a giveaway or something. I don't know if, or a contest or something like that, if you want. Oh, dude, that'd be unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah. We would love that, man. That's, that's super, super generous of you, man. We, we really appreciate that. That's uh, and, and you know what the cool thing is like with all these, um, you know, like a, a, I love that, you know, violent gentleman does, uh, does all these collaborations and I love that, um, they're a big presence in the, uh, in like the, the alternative music world. And I mean, that's the big reason why we, we love doing this podcast because, you know, Mikey and I both grew up, I mean, we're both in our thirties now. We both, we, we all grew up with this kind of music, you know, it's just like, if it wasn't for, you know, alternative music, like, you know, when I was in eighth and ninth grade, like it, it shaped me to be who I was and, you know, being a hockey fan then like helped to shape me to be who I was. So this connection that we're finding with all these different artists through this spectrum is, is really just, it's an unbelievable thing, but it's so funny because we, you know, we, I talk about this and so you had that Jersey that was signed uh, and someone said that they, they, they love ABR, which I think is awesome. But like, I feel like a lot of hockey players are just not into like cool music. And I hate to say it that way, but it's just like, I remember they did this thing um, at the Coliseum. It was like a, like a little Islanders thing, like between periods or whatever. And they were asking like all the Islanders, like what kind of music they listen to. And none of them, like none of them said that they listened to anything cool. They were like, oh, you know, I, I listen to Tiesto to get myself pumped up. I'm like, you listen to what to get yourself right. pumped up? Like, wh- right. what? 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 Like, yeah, Swedish House Mafia. It's like, get out of here. 
So it, yeah. I always love when, you know, when someone like says, oh yeah, you know, as hockey player loves us and always you know, reaches out to us. It's just like, cause I can't imagine like not listening to like a band like you guys to like get myself pumped up for, you know, for everything in the universe. Right. I mean like, right. Um, and that kind of leads me into this, this other question that we ask a lot of our guests. So, um, uh, let's just say, I mean, carp carp launch here. So, so any song in your discography at all, right? Any, any, any one song that, you know, the Bruins put the puck in the back of the net and all of a sudden it comes on and that's the Bruins goal song. So of your entire discography, like what song do you think would be the best goal song uh, at the Boston Garden? Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> that's always a tough one for people. Everyone's like, oh man, I don't even know. So yeah, putting you on the spot. Uh... <laughs> no, that's cool. I think, I think maybe whitewashed or um, or maybe if they just kind of skip to like the middle of the the new track, Defender, uh, deliver the sentence. Who will deliver the sentence? And then guy kind of goes in his big breakdown. Yeah. That might be cool. Uh, yeah, I'd probably pick one of those. Sweet. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's funny because um, so like my my introduction um to August Burns Red was was really, um, you know was um the first record that that you were on uh you know and I and I, I mean I you know I, I, your little suburban ruins was like the the first song that I'd ever heard that was on that first record but so mm -hmm. uh, that kind of lineage uh you know everything that kind of you you've been a part of um kind of, so like obviously as you guys have grown you guys have grown. Um, in in a pretty like exponential way, uh, to a point where like now at this at this juncture you, you guys are I mean, touring with Kill Switch Engage, which is I mean like you know humongous. But so, you know, you guys were originally like in supporting roles, and obviously you moved into being you know doing headlining tours and all that kind of stuff. So just if you could give any advice, let's say to like an aspiring musician, um, like what experiences did you have on both sides? You know, like being a supporter being a headliner and like, what are the advantages or even some of the disadvantages of being like a, a headlining band? Well, I guess the disadvantage to being a headlining act is, you know, you got to be in, well, it depends on, I guess it depends on what your standard is, but like for me anyways, like I've got to be in really good shape to do headliners because i've got to scream for an hour and a half and yeah. you know i don't just I, I i personally am not the type to like just stand there uh, in place i don't think that that's that conveys the message or the feel of the music and i think uh for me as a performer i want to i want to do the best i can so i i really try to move around a lot and stay active and so you know Sleep is important. Eating properly is important. Exercise is important. Um, not being a rock star, but a businessman is important. So uh, for me, there's a lot of disadvantages because an hour and a half takes a lot out of me. Um, and usually when ABR tours, we tour like fairly aggressively when we're doing headliners. So it's like some bands will take like two or play like two or three shows and then they'll take a day off. We play like six shows and then we'll take a day off. Wow. Um, I had to put a cap on it because like my, my my boys will just go if I don't mm -hmm. say, hey, like we need a day off. So it's like you can't play more than six shows without a day off for me vocally because I need vocal rest. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I would say like that's probably like the disadvantage. 
of doing the headliners and, and also, you know, you're playing really late. So, you know, you're not going to bed until really late. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of things are closed after you after you're, you know, done playing the show or like that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe sleep and you know things like that. So like playing as an opener, it's great because when I was an opener, and you know, so I mean, we were an opening band just you know a few weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that I like is that I've got a 45, 50 minute set. I can bang that out real quick, which means sure. that the energy that I'm used to giving. I can actually almost, you know, cut back a little bit or double up when I want to in certain areas. Sure. Um, and then I've always got the mentality that I'm going to blow, I'm going to blow, um, blow everybody out of the water. And that's just yeah. what it's going to be like, this is my show. And if it's not sure. my show, I'm going to make it my show. And mm-hmm. um, so winning a crowd is, is, is important. I think, especially as like beginners, the other thing is like, you know, if I could give a tip to like a beginner trying to tour with the band and everything is like, look, like ABR spent five and a half years in a van and trailer. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why we went to a bus was because we couldn't pack our entire crew in the van. It just, it was too much. Sure. Um, so, you know, understand that there is a process and like, you need to respect the process. And then mm-hmm. the other thing is, with your bandmates, I would say, you know, choose grace and understanding and forgiveness. If you can hold those three keys in your hand at the Mm -hmm. same time, like you're way better off and you're going to be way more successful. I mean, we've been a band for 16 years. And the reason why is because we've decided to choose to love each other in the places that we were in, in those Mm -hmm. moments, knowing that love can conquer and help change and, and transform. So like, um, that would be my advice. And, and always, try to expand but never lose your roots like for us that's important that we always hold on to our roots because we want to we want to make a um a real impact that's that that's you know deep you yeah. know not not just something that you know we're not just here to take we want to give right like sure that's, sure that's of course thing. so so we got to stay to our roots or you know because we're we're always progressing. We're constantly yeah. evolving. And it's like, if we were to completely run with, with where we're going, we would lose sight of where we've been. And that can, that can harm you as much as it can help. It depends on <laughs> I mean, it's whatever side of the coins flipped on, right? Like some Absolutely. bands can pull that off and it's like, Holy crap, bro. Congratulations. <laughs> you went over here and now you're successful in that area. But for ABR, it's like, Hey man, this is our, this is our place. This is, we've yeah. built so much. We've worked so hard here. Like, why would we want to foolishly give that away when mm-hmm. our fans have lovingly given us the authority to be positioned on this mantle? You know what I mean? So Absolutely. like, yeah. we don't want to touch that. Absolutely. No. And I, I think that's a, that's a, a, a totally awesome, awesome perspective there for sure. Thanks. Now, Jake, yeah. you mentioned that, um, exercising and staying fit is a huge component of your live performance and like making sure you're prepared. So do you, you know, specifically like play hockey to, to, to stay fit? So, uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons why, I mean, hockey is amazing cardio and I hate doing cardio. So like, it's great to find things to do that take my mind off the fact that I'm running or that I'm, you know, um, doing cardio so it, it's definitely a good exercise it's also really therapeutic for me because it lets me vent 
um, you know, hockey, even though I play beer league hockey and you're not really supposed to have full contact, like sometimes it does happen here and there, but like I'm a community based person cause I'm, I'm an introvert and I like my alone time, mm-hmm. but then like, but then when I'm done being alone, I want to like, I want to be a part of a community and the hockey community is, is, uh, just to me, just top notch. I mean, you, I, I feel like my, my teammates can just be themselves. And when I get to see someone for who they truly are and that they're willing to show that to me, that shows like a lot of honor. And so, and I'm all about honor. I'm all about respect. I'm all about like, you know, um, just having integrity. And so like when, when I share this bond with my players, my, my, my brothers, it's like, it's just an unreal feeling. So there's a lot of things that I get from the hockey community other than just playing hockey for cardio. It's, it's so that I can vent, um, you know, I like getting physical. I like, you know, I like the aggression. I like the competitiveness, but I think also another big key element for me is that community and that brotherhood. Um, it's just, it's just like nothing I really um, have experienced outside of, you know, my brothers in ABR. Oh yeah. There's nothing like, you know, kicking back after a game in the locker room or, you know, shooting the shit, you know, before the games and yeah. whatnot. It's that definitely is just a, a really therapeutic, therapeutic experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Now, what can you tell us about your collaboration with true hockey? You know, I, I've seen true hockey pop up a few places. What exactly is that? Um, true, like the the company True Hockey. So it is. It is a company. Like play True. Yeah. So oh, it's okay. True. Um, True's the um, a hockey company. They make skates and sticks and gloves. They actually uh, Chara actually wears their their skates. A lot of guys do. Marner, Mitch Marner's got a custom. Um, twig with them and custom gloves um i'm trying to think johansson from i don't know if he's still with the predators but he was a he's a true a true guy so basically i posted the first picture when i tried out for beer league hockey and um and a guy named scott gardner who's like one of their high high up employees at true is a fan of ABR and he saw that post and he goes, Hey man, let me, let me, let me send you some twigs. And this was probably like three years ago. Um, and this was a little bit before true was really making a huge impact in the NHL. And like, he just sent me some twigs for free and was like, just try these out and see what you think. And I was, I mean, I didn't know my, my head from my butt as far as twigs were concerned at that point, I was just thankful to have some sticks for hockey. Right. But like, um, ended up just building a relationship with them over time and really enjoyed their products. And now they've got, um, you know, pads and helmets and everything. So like, um, just over the years, just kind of became friends with those guys. And, um, you know, I, I, I think they have a good product. I mean, it's not like a, it's not like they pay me or anything. Uh, you know, and that's kind of a thing with me is like, if I find a company that I think has good people running it and I think that the products are legit, like, I don't have any problem just like telling people about it because it's like, why not, you know, why not help somebody and, and support a company or a team group of people that I believe in. And that's just kind of been it. And I just did a hockey fundraiser for my nonprofit, uh, last year. 
and they were the main sponsor and they just sent me tons of sticks and gloves that we could auction off so that we could raise money. And we ended up raising like $8,000 for my nonprofit that, that, that game. And it's all really because of true, you know, just donating all of this gear for us so that we could, we could auction it. So it's, it's a cool relationship and um, yeah, it's a, it's a good company. Check them out. All right. Yeah. Sweet. I, I, I saw like Chris from anti-flag was posting about them too. So I just, didn't really have much clarification on exactly you know right because i i haven't played hockey in a few years so i'm not even in like that world necessarily yeah yeah and they're they're i mean it's just their instagram handles play true hockey so i could totally see how it'd be like what's that like i don't even know what play true hockey means or you know what i mean um but yeah it's a it's a pretty solid company they've been around for a little while they they started with golf shafts they make a uh, golf shaft so they went from golf shafts to hockey twigs all right good shit so now have you seen like opportunities other than like say that violent gentleman collaboration where you can you know kind of marry the two worlds together of august burns red and your love of hockey um yeah i mean there's not really a whole lot that i've thought about as far as like collaborations and things because um I just haven't put time into thinking like other ways that I could engage. But I mean, when you guys hit me up about doing, you know, a podcast talking about hockey and music, I mean, that's a hundred percent. I'm, I'm gonna go with that, you know? Um, but no, I haven't really thought of any, any real, uh, collaborations other than that, the custom Jersey. Uh, like when I was doing research for this, I was watching the, your music video for the frost and I was like, Oh, this is definitely going to be a pond hockey episode. I was really waiting for that to happen. Not an episode, yeah. Pond uh, hockey music video. Yeah, yeah, that would have been pretty sweet, actually. But, um, yeah, I mean, my, my boys are, you know, if they're watching hockey, they're Flyers fans, but they're not really diehard um, hockey guys. But it's a, it's a great, like for me, it's really a nice like release, man. Like after, after performing on stage, it's like. I go in, I go to the back lounge and I put on the Bruins game. You know, I wear my jersey, I wear my hat, you know, um, rooting for the boys. And like, it's just this, this uh, kind of precious, special, you know, thing that, that I, that I get that's just for me, you know, on the road and kind of keeps me, you know, keeps me positive, something to look forward to, something to get excited about, something to talk about. You know what I mean? It's like, um, it's just a good thing for me on the road is to, you know, watch the Bruins and, you know, I mean, the Bruins are, are a physical team. It's kind of in their blood. It's always been in their blood. And mm-hmm. so I, I kind of like that too, that they're not, you know, they, they know how to, um, how to get it going, you know? Absolutely. For sure. Uh, I've one, one more question for you. Um, and you know, this, it, forgive me for it kind of being a little bit of like glowing, um, you know, lo- like love for you guys, but I mean, like, I don't think I've ever spoken to someone who's uh, been nominated for uh, one Grammy, let alone two. Uh, so two Grammy nominations for you guys. I mean, that, that is just such a wild thing. Um, I just would love to know like a little bit more about those experiences. Like how were you contacted? Like, did you actually get um, invited to go to the event itself? Like, like, are there any interesting tidbits about that that you'd want to share, uh, you know, just to kind of, give us some perspective on like exactly how that works. Yeah. So I think our label submitted, um, our song 
And there's about, I want to say there's like 120, 120 people who listen to it. And then they all take these votes. And there's, there's also, um, you know, the Academy itself, which, mm-hmm. which now August Burns Red is a part of. So we, wow. we get to when, when, you know, when it comes time to vote for, you know, what songs are going to, are going to make the cut to go in mm-hmm. for the final, you know, process. Like we get okay. to make the, we get to go on and vote, which is kind of wow. neat. So, um, we get to vote for our buddies, our friends, and then, you mm-hmm. know, all the, all the you know country, all the genres, but, um, sure, yeah. you know, so we ended up going through this whole process and we didn't know that we were submitted. I don't think fearless told us, um, and we were on the road and like, I remember waking up to a, a text from my, my manager at the time. And he goes, Hey boys, just want to let you know, today's a good day. You got nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> and, um, and I woke up and I, you know, I was just like still half asleep and I'm thinking to myself, like, like what, like, what do you mean a Grammy, you know? And so I texted him back. I'm like, like a, like a real Grammy, like, like, is this a joke or like, you know, cause it, I mean, at that point in time, you know, they weren't nominating bands of our caliber or yeah. our sound, you know I mean? It was like for Metallica sure. or Pantera, pick one, you yeah. know, like, yep. Yep. Uh, so for us to get nominated was really huge and it was not just huge for our band. It was huge for like our music scene, like to be recognized. And we knew that that was kind of opening the floodgates for other bands in our genre to be nominated. And, mm-hmm. and so it was just, it was a great success for, for our community. It was a great success for our scene. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I think our phones were ringing off the, you know, off the handle, like maybe like sure. for the whole week. And then they obviously we all got free tickets and we got a free plus ones for like our wives or girlfriends or whomever we wanted to invite. That's awesome. Um, so we all, you know, we all flew out there and um, it was kind of funny. We were in the hotel room getting ready for this whole thing. We're going to go, you know, walk the red carpet and get interviewed and photos and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we're in the hotel and we're like, all right, let's go, guys. So some people took the stairs. And then me and about roughly 10 other people took the elevator and the elevator just all of a sudden slams to a halt. And, <laughs> and, and I'm going, Oh, you know, everybody's sweating, bro. And yeah. then it's like, and then it's like, and it just keeps doing that. Right. So and so people nightmare? are freaking out. What's that? So it's just like everyone's nightmare. Yeah, everyone's yeah, right. nightmare, hundred percent. Everybody's sweating bullets, right? And and so we we end up. I remember just just trying to manhandle these doors, and I end up prying it open enough for Brent, my guitarist, to hear you know somebody saying, "Somebody help us, help us!" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Oh my gosh!" So he 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 goes to the front desk. Front desk call call the firefighters. Finally, the firefighters come. And they pry open the doors and we get out and we walk down the stairs and we come outside and um, fearless was with us. The whole band's with us, girls, yeah. friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're like, Oh my gosh, we're going to be late to the red carpet. We've got like five minutes, but it's like four blocks or something. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay, I got an idea. So I run inside and the firefighters are at the front desk. And I said, look guys, this is maybe a little too far fetched, but like, 
we got to go to the Grammys and we're going to run late. We're supposed to get to the red carpet at five o'clock. It's four, you know, whatever, yeah. 57 or something. And he goes, what's the name of the band? I said, the band's name is August Burns Red. He's like, we're firefighters, bro. That makes perfect sense. Get in the trucks. So we get in these, yeah, we get in these firefighters, the LA fire department, we get in these firefighter trucks. I mean, these full blown firefighter trucks. Dude, the six-year-old me was just gleaming, dude. Like oh, there was absolutely. just rays of joy coming out of me, right? And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then he like gives me this headset with a mic piece and he's like, yo, put this on. So I'm putting this thing on. And then they're talking, we're all talking on these headsets. I'm in the back of this fire truck. They're they're ripping the lights, they're ripping the horn to get people out of the way. And like um the barricades, like they move the barricades out of the way. And the firefighters with these trucks just bring us straight up to the very front of the red carpet. And we just get out of these <laughs> fire trucks. Like, I mean, it was just like a movie, dude. It was, it was, it was one of the coolest, most epic moments of my life for a little Jake Lures. Yeah. Cause you know, I was just like, Holy crap. I'm at the Grammys. I'm getting dropped off by a fire truck. Uh, this is a pretty cool, a cool event and story yeah. that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. So it was, it was a cool moment. Um, I don't think that it's really totally fully hit me like what it means that I yeah. got nominated twice for Grammys, but like, I just, I'm honored. I feel honored and I'm yeah. appreciative and it's just a cool, cool part of the journey, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and I, I don't know who else can ever, can ever tell a story like that. I mean, like even like. I don't even think like Lady Gaga has ever been brought to the to the Grammys via the Los Angeles Fire Department, man. That's that's something yeah. else, man. That's I, that is such a cool story. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Uh, so, uh, you know, we've been chatting for probably about 45, 50 minutes, um, you know, real quick, just to, you know, kind of kind of wrap things up. Um, you know, it, it's for, first and foremost. I mean, like I said, we talked about it a little bit, but, you know, Guardians is coming out Friday, uh, you know, so uh, a super, you know, a, a crazy milestone for you guys. Like I said, uh, you know, your ninth studio record, um, you know, the songs that I've heard from it, uh, from that little, I guess, EP that you guys released from some songs. That are, it, it, they're incredible. So I'm really excited to, to hear the whole record. So make sure that, you know, you go support August Burns Red, however you can, you know, whether it's picking up some merch, if you have the money, if you're in a position where you don't, you know, just go stream it on Spotify, uh, Apple Music. And of course, make sure uh, to check out Heart Support. Uh, you know, your nonprofit, which, uh, you know, I'm glad you were able to tell us a little bit about because I, I wasn't too familiar with it. But, you know, focusing on uh, so much that we need right now, uh, positive mental health, healing yeah. community. So uh, it's really, really awesome that you shared that with us. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, for the hockey side of it, um, you know, we don't have hockey right now and it's a bummer. It, it's a total bummer. Uh, and I know it's a hitting a lot of people hard right now, but uh, again, you know, if you could focus on on the positives of it, where you know, hockey will eventually come back. We'll have it again. We'll have that camaraderie again. Um, and um, so, I guess the one last question I do have for you is, uh, what are you looking most forward to? Uh, you know, when 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 the puck finally drops again and hockey is back, like what's the thing that you're looking forward to? I mean, obviously the Bruins were smoking everyone, so I mean, I'm sure you know, I'm sure you're looking forward to that, but I mean. What's the thing that really, you know, you're, you're looking most forward to about, you know, us, us finally getting some hockey back after this all, uh, uh, this all starts to, to kind of go away? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, obviously I, I just, um, 
I want the boys to continue down the road they were taking. And um, mm-hmm. uh, I think, I think, if I can be honest, it's not much about hockey, as far as like, you know, watching games or necessarily talking about hockey. It's the fact that like when I watch hockey again, the next time I do, I'm gonna know everything's okay. Mm. And so it's going to bring like a sense of relief and like yeah. peace to me. Mm-hmm. And because of that peace, I'll probably just have a bunch of joy. Yeah. And so I don't even care if the Bruins win or lose. Like, it's just going to be nice to see the boys back on the yeah. ice mm-hmm. to know that we overcame this thing. Absolutely. That everybody, even though, you know, we've lost some lives, um, we're going to get through mm-hmm. it, you know, and like this, this world is going to, uh, I pray that this world's going to be a better place because of this tragedy and this traumatic experience that we're all, all we're all experiencing right now. So, like, I think, I think that's what I'm excited about is when I see the boys on the ice, it's going to mm-hmm. give me peace knowing that we won. So yeah, it's that you know knowing that we all won. It's that cathartic experience. It's like, uh, you know, it's almost like looking at. Um, I mean, be, being a New Yorker, I always look at you know the the when everything gets back to normal and we finally get, you know, the, the first little twinges of normal life back, it's almost like, uh, you know, as terrible as it was after nine 11, when, um, you know, the, you know, the, the Mets played and Piazza hit that home run, you know, it's just like, uh, yeah. that, that moment will sit with me for, for my entire life because of, you know, just the one shining moment out of all of that, that, you know, horrendousness and negativity. But, I couldn't agree with you more, man. That's uh, that's absolutely the the best way to put it. Is just the joy of knowing that, uh, you know, things are are going back to normal, and how much uh, you know we can appreciate that. So, uh, yep. so so Jake, man, like I said, it's it's been such a pleasure getting to chat with you. Uh, you know, hopefully a couple of months down the road, you know, when circumstances are a little bit better, maybe we can have you back on the pod once we got hockey back and and really yeah. really get into it. But uh, again, you know, Guardians coming out on Friday. Make sure you uh, you give that a listen. Uh, check out heart support and um, really just, uh, you know, try to do the best that you can to just try to flatten this curve, stay home. And, and once everyone is, uh, once everything's back to normal and we're well, again, we can go enjoy the things that we, we love to do. That's right. Yeah. Thanks for having me boys. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, Yeah, of course, man. We appreciate you. I'm going to check out these exercise videos. I'll do a before and after picture. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be good times. All right, man. Thanks. All right. See you, boys. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.
Tommy V. What what a special interview. Seriously. I mean, like, imagine, just like, like imagine this. Imagine you have three minutes to get to the red carpet Grammys premiere, and you just run up to a firefighter, and you just tell him, hey, man, you know, I'm in this band. We, we all got to get there. Firefighter goes, yeah, what's, what's the name of your band? August Burns Red. Dude, that, uh, let's do it. That's, that, you know, that's what we're all about. And then all of a sudden you're on the back of a, of a fire engine just ripping through Los Angeles, getting you to, uh, to the Grammys. I mean, like, it, it's, that's unbelievable. I mean, who, like, it, that's wild. Like, who, who does that? That's so cool, man. That's, that's unbelievable, man. I, 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 can't, uh, I can't really even put into words how, how wild that is. But Jake is uh, such an awesome guy, man. Everything that he's doing with the community, um, you know, through, um, through his, his nonprofit is, uh, is just so cool. Uh, you know, his, his focus on uh, mental health, stability, uh, you know, community, it really is just, uh, just such a fantastic thing. Um, and, uh, you know, August Burns Red is a great band, man. I, I, I've seen them countless times. Each time they're uh, just one of the tightest live bands I've ever seen. And I, he's not lying when he says, like, when he goes out there, like, he goes out there, like, for a purpose. And it's to give everything to the fans of his band. Because, like, I, like I've never seen him just, like, standing around on stage. Like, he's jumping, moving, thrashing around and um, sound perfect. They're a perfect-sounding band from song one of their set to song 25 so really a treat to have him on yeah it was cool to hear like how important fitness is in like him being prepared to you know just give it his all on the stage like it it does make sense obviously <laughs> but you mm -hmm. know you you wouldn't think necessarily that you know someone has a fitness routine to go like yeah. scream in a hardcore band or a metalcore band like it, yeah but it's like it's such an unnatural thing like like making your body prepared to like scream for an hour and a half. I mean, like that that's so unnatural, you know, it's like, it's like going back to um, like a, like a baseball pitcher pitching, right? Like it's, it's such an unnatural motion for your shoulder, your elbow. I mean, it's like, and imagine like a pitcher just going out there and, and pitching without being warm. Right. You know? So it's like, you really do. I mean, we think about it from our perspective of being young with this kind of stuff where it's just like, oh, it's just like guttural, like, you know, totally like emotional, you know, screaming. But when it comes down to it, I mean, if you're going to be on tour 250 days out of the year, like you have to be able to support what you're doing. And he's absolutely right. And I'm sure the more we talk to a lot of bands that are in that vein, especially professional bands that are you know, headlining tours and, you know, huge venues and stuff like that, they're probably going to tell us the same thing where it's like, you have to have a routine, you have to get enough sleep, you have to take care of your body, you have to eat right. And you have to, you know, take care of your, your voice because you hear all the horror stories of, you know, people blowing out their voices and having to cancel tours and, you know, canceling tours means upset fans. And that also means money out of your pocket. So he's, he's absolutely right. Yeah. It's kind of like when I figured out that competitive eaters have to like be like <laughs> who's that one japanese professor? joey chestnut no the Jap oh, no that you're talking Kobayashi? Kobayashi? yeah and like Kobayashi, i remember when he yeah. like came back one year and he was like ripped and like buff and it was just like and and then joey chestnut too it's like these guys actually yeah. work out and lift weights so that they can competitive eat yep 
that was always uh, yeah and i mean like i said you know stood out to me di- different strokes different strokes for sure but i mean you know i'm sure these guys make a decent amount of coin for their families doing what they do and you know not a lot of people can do it so if you have that skill why not better yourself to better your capabilities to utilize that skill to you know make yourself some money and support your family you know I think I might have to Instagram live myself doing one of Jake's workouts and just watch my face turn into a tomato. Would love to see it. I would absolutely love to see it. Um, And I think you should, um, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, let's just not beat around the bush here. Like if you put on August Burns Red, like you could probably be hyped up enough to do any exercise. I mean, like they're, they're such a, they're just such a, a technical and like, just brooding crazy band i mean it's just like you know their their energy live and on record is just unparalleled man you you can't you can't beat that and uh i mean it was so cool just to uh, i mean unfortunately you guys didn't see it because he was kind of showing us on video but his collection of brewing stuff man yeah i'd say that's how crazy was that right (laughs) solid collection for sure yeah uh... man he's he's got that that stick signed by everybody he had that uh Oilers jersey that was signed on one side by Wayne Gretzky and on the other side by Connor McDavid. Like what? That's craziness, man. But uh, I mean, it's just an incredible love for for the sport. And uh, you know, if I thank God I don't have that kind of money because I would I I would probably collect nonsense and it wouldn't be good. I mean, I've I was already there with records, so but um, gotta love it, man. You gotta gotta love that that passion for the sport for sure. Yeah, and that August Burns red Bruins jersey was so sick. Like I, I love that was super sick. I, I that's why I love Violent Gentlemen so much is because yeah, I, right. I love when they like mesh my two worlds together. But then seeing that also <laughs> on like a Bruins jersey and how they like tweak the Bruins logo and also combine the August Burns red logo is just so dope. Absolutely, for sure, man. It's a. Uh, it was such a cool cool uh time to get to interview uh, uh jake and like i said uh um you know learn a little bit more about his nonprofit, uh which you guys should all go check out uh learn a little bit more about uh his band his time in the band obviously like we we had said um their uh their new record guardians uh, is coming out this friday heart support is the name of his nonprofit, so definitely go check both of those things out um you know super excited uh to play more words with friends and school fools and uh um, you know, all this, uh, all this other stuff, uh, hopefully your banana bread ended up being awesome. I actually haven't had it yet. So that, Bro, might, that might send me a piece in the mail. <laughs> Just do it, man. Send me a piece in the mail. I, I, I'm only going to send essential mail, Tom. I'm trying to be responsible. That's, that's a smart, smart guy. Uh, so, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed uh, the interview we have with Jake. A uh, couple of things. Uh, we, uh, just launched. Our website, uh, www.bardownbreakdown.com. Uh, the website is going to list all of our episodes, past and present. Uh, uh, as we go along, we're going to start popping uh, some blogs on there, some musings, uh, talking about you know records and, and cool stuff that's going on. Uh, you know, some different things in the hockey world once it comes back. So, again, uh, www.bardownbreakdown.com is our new website. I think we can thank uh, uh, Caitlin for for helping us design that. Am I correct? Oh yeah, dude. You think I knew how to build a website? <laughs> <laughs> big, big, big ups to the, uh, to the matriarch of the Ryan household. Uh, Caitlin, we thank you so much for helping us out. 
Uh, and as usual, um, you can catch us Instagram, Bar Down Breakdown, Twitter, BDBD Podcast, at BDBD Podcast. Um, Mikey's at Isles Meetups, Isles Meetups underscore CLT. I'm at Thomas underscore Vicario on uh, uh, Twitter. You can catch us on Instagram. And then if you want to listen to our podcast, which we hope you're doing right now, we've got a million different places you could listen to it. Uh, you can get us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast, everywhere that podcasts are, we are. So uh, we want you to like, comment, subscribe, keep listening to our episodes. We love feedback, so please, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on our episodes, questions that uh, you might want us to ask next time if we can get uh, our specific guests on again, what you like about our formats, just anything uh, that you could do to interact with us. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Uh, plus, in the uh, coming weeks, we're going to actually set up a um, a, uh, a fan podcast where uh, you know our, our longtime listeners uh, – we're going to have on in you know, short little segments just to get some insight about what they like about the podcast, uh, how hockey and music has influenced their lives, and to chat with some people. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We're super excited for that to drop uh, in the next couple of weeks. And that's all I got. Uh, that's my spiel, and I'm sticking to it. Mikey, anything you got anything to add there? I'm just going to uh, continue to fool around with Instagram Live and try to figure out a way to once again, involve our fans and our followers. Mm -hmm. And I think it'd be cool if we did like a virtual emo night. So be on the lookout for that. I'm going to try to see if there's a way we can work that out. Cause I think that'd be fun. Sweet. All for it, man. I mean, you know, I love me some emo. I love me nights. So, you know, put those <laughs> two together <laughs> and, right. uh, Awesome, man. So listen, uh, as always, it's been a blast. Um, you know, keep an eye out for uh, what we got coming up in the future. Send us off, brother. All right, Tom. It's been a blast. I'll talk to you soon. Peace be with you. Also with you. Can I be sure anyone truly cares? I felt